Welcome to the Next Steps Bible Reading Podcast. I'm Greg Whiting, reading from the One Year Chronological Bible, and today's reading is for June 30th. End of Ahaz's reign, 2 Kings 16, 9 to 20, or 19 and 20, 716 BC. As for the other events of the reign of Ahaz and what he did, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Judah? Ahaz rested with his ancestors and was buried with them in the city of David, and Hezekiah his son succeeded him as king. 2 Chronicles 28, 26, and 27. The other events of his reign and all his ways from beginning to end are written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. Ahaz rested with his ancestors and was buried in the city of Jerusalem, but he was not placed in the tombs of the kings of Israel, and Hezekiah his son succeeded him as king. This collection of Isaiah's prophecies may have been given around the time of Ahaz's death in 716 BC. A message about Babylon, Isaiah 13, 1-22. A prophecy against Babylon that Isaiah son of Amaz saw. Raise a banner on a bare hilltop, shout to them, beckon to them to enter the gates of the nobles. I have commanded those I prepared for battle. I have summoned my warriors to carry out my wrath, those who rejoice in my triumph. Listen, a noise on the mountains like that of a great multitude. Listen, an uproar among the kingdoms like nations massing together. The Lord Almighty is mustering an army for war. They come from faraway lands, from the ends of the heavens, the Lord and the weapons of his wrath, to destroy the whole country. Wail, for the day of the Lord is near. It will come like destruction from the Almighty. Because of this, all hands will go limp. Every heart will melt with fear. Terror will seize them. Pain and anguish will grip them. They will writhe like a woman in labor. They will look aghast at each other, their faces aflame. See, the day of the Lord is coming, a cruel day, with wrath and fierce anger, to make the land desolate and destroy the sinners within it. The stars of heaven and their constellations will not show their light. The rising sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. I will punish the world for its evil, the wicked for their sins. I will put an end to the arrogance of the haughty and will humble the pride of the ruthless. I will make people scarcer than pure gold, more rare than the gold of Ophir. Therefore, I will make the heavens tremble and the earth will shake from its place at the wrath of the Lord Almighty in the day of his burning anger. Like a hunted gazelle, like sheep without a shepherd, they will all return to their own people. They will flee to their native land. Whoever is captured will be thrust through. All who are caught will fall by the sword. Their infants will be dashed to pieces before their eyes. Their houses will be looted and their wives violated. See, I will stir up against them the Medes, who do not care for silver and have no delight in gold. Their bows will strike down the young men. They will have no mercy on infants, nor will they look with compassion on children. Babylon, the jewel of kingdoms, the pride and glory of the Babylonians, will be overthrown by God like Sodom and Gomorrah. She will never be inhabited or lived in through all generations. There no nomads will pitch their tents, there no shepherds will rest their flocks, but desert creatures will lie there, jackals will fill her houses, there the owls will dwell, and there the wild goats will leap about. Hyenas will inhabit her strongholds, jackals her luxurious palaces, her time is at hand, and her days will not be prolonged. A taunt for Babylon's king, Isaiah 14, 1-23. The Lord will have compassion on Jacob. Once again, he will choose Israel and will settle them in their own land. Foreigners will join them and unite with the descendants of Jacob. 
Nations will take them and bring them to their own place. And Israel will take possession of the nations and make them male and female servants in the Lord's hand land. They will make captives of their captors and rule over their oppressors. On the day the Lord gives you relief from your suffering and turmoil and from the harsh labor forced on you, you will take up this taunt against the king of Babylon. How the oppressor has come to an end, how his fury has ended. The Lord has broken the rod of the wicked, the scepter of the rulers, which in anger struck down peoples with unceasing blows, and in fury subdued nations with relentless aggression. All the lands are at rest and at peace. They break into singing. Even the junipers and the cedars of Lebanon gloat over you and say, Now that you've been laid low, no one comes to cut us down. The realm of the dead below is all astir to meet you at your coming. It rouses the spirits of the departed to greet you, all those who were leaders in the world. It makes them rise from their thrones, all those who were kings over the nations. They will all respond. They will say to you, you also have become weak as we are. You have become like us. All your pomp has been brought down to the grave, along with the noise of your harps. Maggots are spread out beneath you and worms cover you. How you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to the earth, you who once laid low the nations. You said in your heart, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly, on the utmost heights of Mount Zaphon. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. But you are brought down to the realm of the dead, to the depths of the pit. Those who see you stare at you. They ponder your fate. Is this the man who shook the earth and made kingdoms tremble? The man who made the world a wilderness, who overthrew its cities and would not let his captives go home? All the kings of the nations lie in state, each in his own tomb. But you are cast out of your tomb like a rejected branch. You are covered with the slain, with those pierced by the sword, those who descend to the stones of the pit. Like a corpse trampled underfoot, you will not join them in burial, for you have destroyed your land and killed your people. Let the offspring of the wicked never be mentioned again. Prepare a place to slaughter his children for the sins of their ancestors. They are not to rise to inherit the land and cover the earth with their cities. I will rise up against them, declares the Lord Almighty. I will wipe out Babylon's name and survivors, her offspring and descendants, declares the Lord. I will turn her into a place for owls and into swamp land. I will sweep her with the broom of destruction, declares the Lord Almighty. A message about Assyria, Isaiah 14, 24 to 27. The Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I have planned, so it will be, as I have purposed, so it will happen. I will crush the Assyrian in my land. On my mountains, I will trample him down. His yoke will be taken from my people and his burden removed from their shoulders. This is the plan determined for the whole world. This is the hand stretched out over all nations. For the Lord Almighty has purposed, and who can thwart him? His hand is stretched out, and who can turn it back? A message about Philistia, Isaiah 14, 28-32. This prophecy came in the year King Ahaz died. Do not rejoice, all you Philistines, that the rod that struck you is broken. From the root of that snake will spring up a viper. Its fruit will be a darting, venomous serpent. The poorest of the poor will find pasture, and the needy will lie down in safety. But your root I will destroy by famine. It will slay your survivors. Wail, you gate. Howl, you city. Melt away all you Philistines. A cloud of smoke comes from the north, and there's not a straggler in its ranks. What answer shall be given to the envoys of that nation? 
The Lord has established Zion, and in her his afflicted people will find refuge. A message about Moab, Isaiah 15, 1 through 16, 14. A prophecy against Moab. Ar in Moab is ruined, destroyed in a night. Kur in Moab is ruined, destroyed in a night. Dibon goes up to its temple, to its high places to weep. Moab wails over Nebo and Mediba. Every head is shaved and every beard cut off. In the streets they wear sackcloth, on the roofs and in the public squares they will wail, prostrate without weeping. Heshbon and Elea cry out. Their voices are heard all the way to Jahaz. Therefore the armed men of Moab cry out and their hearts are faint. My heart cries out over Moab. Her fugitives flee as far as Zor, as far as Egloth Shelaziah. They go up the hill to Luth, weeping as they go. On the road to Ahornum, they lament their destruction. The waters of Nimrim are dried up and the grass is withered. The vegetation is gone and nothing green is left. So the wealth they have acquired and stored up, they carry away over the ravine of the poplars. Their outcry echoes along the border of Moab. Their wailing reaches as far as Eglam. Their lamentation as far as Beer Elam. The waters of Demon are full of blood, but I will bring still more upon Demon, a line upon the fugitives of Moab and upon those who remain in the land. Send lambs as tribute to the ruler of the land, from Selah across the desert to the Mount of Daughter Zion. Like fluttering birds pushed from the nest, so are the women of Moab at the fords of the Arnon. Make up your mind, Moab says. Render a decision. Make your shadow like night. At high noon, hide the fugitives. Do not betray the refugees. Let the Moabite fugitives stay with you. Be their shelter from the destroyer. The oppressor will come to an end, and destruction will cease. The aggressor will vanish from the land. In love, a throne will be established. In faithfulness, a man will sit on it, one from the house of David, one who in judging seeks justice and speeds the cause of righteousness. We have heard of Moab's pride, how great is her arrogance. Of her conceit, her pride and her insolence, but her boasts are empty. Therefore the Moabites wail, they wail together for Moab, laments and grieve for the raisin cakes of Ker Harasheth. The fields of Heshbon wither, the vines of Sibma also. The rulers of the nations have trampled down the choicest vines, which once reached Jazer and spread toward the desert. Their shoots spread out as went as far as the sea. So I weep as Jazer weeps for the vines of Sibma, Heshbon, and Elilah. I drench you with tears. The shouts of joy over your ripened fruit and over your harvest have been stilled. Joy and gladness are taken away from the orchards. No one sings or shouts in the vineyards. No one treads out wine at the presses, for I put an end to the shouting. My heart laments for Moab like a harp, my inmost being for cure harisheth. When Moab appears at her high place, she only wears herself out. When she goes to her shrine to pray, it is to no avail. This is the word the Lord has already spoken concerning Moab. But now the Lord says, within three years, as a servant bound by contract would count them, Moab's splendor and all her many people will be despised, and her survivors will be very few and feeble. And that's the end of the reading for June 30th. Well, so there's still a lot here of God's messages of judgment against his people, but also God's messages of judgment against those who are going against his people. There's also uh, the 
prophecies here about what is going to happen um, against Babylon's king, but is also a reminder of what happened to Satan, who did these very same things in Isaiah 14. How have you fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn? You've been cast down to the earth once you laid low the nations. You said in your heart, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. But you're brought down to the realm of her dead, to the depths of the pit. So speaking of the king of Babylon in that time, also looking at what has happened uh, to Satan and what will happen to him. The, the verses that stuck out to me are here, let's see, in Isaiah 14, uh, verses 26 and 27. These are the ones I want to take away in my reading today. This is the plan determined for the whole world. This is the hand stretched out over the nations. For the Lord Almighty has purposed, and who can thwart him? His hand is stretched out, and who can turn it back? These rhetorical questions about God's judgment if God has purposed something, who can change that? No one can. If he's ready to judge, who's going to hold him back? No one can. If he's going to deliver, who can hold him back? No one can. And that's what I want to focus on is in the midst of all these judgments in the past and the judgments of the future, we have a sovereign Lord who has purposed what is best and what he is going to do regardless of what mankind does. And he is going to fully accomplish his purpose for himself and for his people. Father, I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you that regardless of the strength of nations and politicians and armies and those who would persecute your people, regardless of of Satan and all the destruction he has done and is doing, the Father in the end, you are the sovereign God who brings true justice. You are the sovereign God who will punish wickedness. And you are the sovereign God who delivers your people. Father, today, help me to focus on that fact, regardless of what's happening in my life or the world around me, to focus on it, to have joy in you because of it and to live with complete confidence because I'm in your hands. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.